Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honoured that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hello and welcome. I have just come out of recording a bunch of meditations for our program Fully Supported and I'm feeling very zen and dreamy myself as I start this. So I'm kind of trying to snap out of it as we start recording this podcast because we are talking about actually some very serious topics and it's something that I know many people wrestle with on a daily basis. And that is whether it's time to quit trying to conceive. And I have lo- I've done several podcasts that kind of talk on this. I think one of them says, will negative thoughts make them come true? And in that, I talk about hope. I talk about, no, it's not. the. I think I've also got one that says, is the universe telling you to stop? The spoiler alert is it's n- never messages from the universe. We can tune into things like that. But by and large, we're seeing messages because our brain wants us to see messages. And that's all things that we talk about in my reset program. But no, you're not getting any signs from the universe. But what we're talking about today is how to work through whether it's time to quit trying to conceive And what this is going to look like is probably me giving you a lot of questions to take on board, maybe to journal about, and to then open yourself up to, you know, what the next right step might look like. And I think that's probably one of the most important parts of today's podcast, which is calling you back to not always needing to know the entire game plan of everything and what everything's going to look like and what your life is going to look like in this scenario, etc. But tuning into, sometimes you just need to know the next right step. You don't need to know the full, every move on the chessboard. You actually just need to know what you want to do now and whether that is, what am I going to do this cycle? What am I going to do this year? What you know, does this look like taking a break or doing more fertility cycles? And we'll dive into lots of stuff today, lots of thoughts that I have. But I certainly know that I questioned whether it was time to quit trying to conceive a lot at the start of my journey. And I kind of, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that I almost divide my conception journey into two parts, and that is before my miscarriage and after my miscarriage. And for any of you who don't know my story, you can skip 
like to a few of the podcasts where I talk more about my story, or you can go to my Instagram and have a look at my highlights, or you can tune into my new masterclass where I talk about my story at robinberkin.com slash masterclass. But we just had our fifth fertility treatment, which was an IVF cycle. It was our first IVF cycle and I had a miscarriage. And that was sort of the aha moment when I discovered that the way that I had been coping through infertility was not sustainable. And in my programs, I probably 50% of people have got to a point where they've reached that sort of rock bottom moment of actually I'm not coping and I've run out of capacity to cope. So just something needs to change versus the other 50% who just have this moment of actually I'm worth it and this is not the way I want to cope. So, you know, whilst I do maybe have capacity to keep going, I actually would like to do this a different way. I wish I was in the second group that it didn't take me getting to rock bottom. I am a very stubborn person. So whether I would have, you know, heeded any advice myself earlier than that, who knows, but it really took me getting to a point of I literally wasn't able to emotionally cope through another cycle of whatever with my fertility clinic or even trying to conceive naturally. Not I could not do one other cycle unless something changed. So the second half of my journey was after my miscarriage and things were radically different for me. Hence why now many years later, I'm a life coach, I'm a mind-body practitioner and I teach not just what I learned but you know what I've trained in it as well because it was life-changing because I no longer had that lingering thought of, I don't think I've got the capacity to keep trying, I don't think I can do this, this is really hard, rapid cycles of grief. Then, but then all of a sudden you're thrust into day one of your cycle and you've got to muster up the hope and the energy. Like that beginning part of trying to conceive was beyond exhausting for me. And I had these thoughts regularly of, I don't know if I can do this. Is it time to quit? And I even flat out once asked my fertility specialist, it, should we just quit? Are you like at what point do you shake our hands and say we've done all we can? Goodbye, thank you, come again. Um, I even ask that because I literally wondered to myself frequently: Is it time for us to just give up? Is the universe giving me signs? Are we just not cut out for this? Is this not meant to be? And so you might be thinking that too. So let's dive into some questions. Let's dive into some thoughts on what you can do to help move through that and maybe have some aha moments about what the next might, the next steps might be for you. So the very first thing is, we'll come back to what I said before, which is if I stopped trying to look at every move on the chessboard and just tried to think about, well, what is the next right step? Maybe you've had a loss like I did. Maybe you've had a late-term loss. Maybe you have just gone through cycle after cycle and you are burnt out. But 
If we didn't have to say, you know, like this is black and white and I'm either quitting or I'm keeping going, what might just the next step look like for you? And what is your mind and your body actually trying to tell you? So is that that you need a rest because you're physically burnt out? Is it that you need support but maybe you've been reluctant to seek it. Maybe you felt really scared about what seeking support might be. Maybe you felt like seeking support is like an admission of failure. So I want you to sit and, you know, if you are not listening to this in your car or anything like that, if you're sitting listening to this in your lounge room, get a pen and paper and maybe start to think about some of these questions. But if you just had to plan out the next right step, what would that look like? Would that look like just having a little bit of a break and a rest? And I always used to think to myself as well, how can you take a break from trying to conceive when you so intimately know what ovulation sounds and looks like in your body? So it doesn't necessarily have to be taking a full break break, but maybe that's a break from the pressure that you feel inside or the pressure to feel to be perfect, the pressure to follow every single rule to the book, feeling like you can't have a cup of coffee, you can't have one single drink. What would just the next right step look like for you? Okay. Not thinking of like, we're going to quit and all of it, you know, I'm going to now navigate my life as a 70-year-old who doesn't, what, who am I going to give my inheritance to, all of that stuff. Not going a million years into the future or anything like that. Just the next right step, the next one to three months. What might that look like for me? Healing, recovery, support, some big aha moments and realizations, you know, maybe like I had that actually I'm not coping and I would benefit from support. Actually, I don't want to wake up at three o'clock every morning with panic or just waking up and not being able to get to sleep because I know deep down that I'm anxious. Maybe I don't want to be thinking 24-7 about trying to conceive. Maybe I don't want to be constantly asking myself, is it time to quit? So stepping into what is the next right step for me and maybe what is my mind and body calling for at this point and trying to open yourself up to whatever that might be. So letting go of, you know, if you're anything like me, any of the stubbornness around what that might look like or any of, you know, the preconceived beliefs or thoughts that you have about what being strong or coping or, you know, doing this looks like. If you just allowed yourself to follow your intuition, what might that look like? And then having a look at, you know, why you're asking yourself this question. Hi, and thank you so much for listening today. This is Robin, and today's episode is brought to you by a new masterclass that I have launched. And I feel like it's going to be a game changer for anyone who would like more tools to navigate infertility, loss, and trying to conceive emotionally. I feel like it's also a lot of stuff that nobody's really talking about. The masterclass is called Three TTC Myths That Are Keeping You Anxious and Stressed. We're going to talk all about how to cope emotionally through infertility and loss and what to do instead so that you can finally step out of that muddy fog of infertility, of endless cycles of hope and grief so that you can reclaim 
your journey and your life. You can rediscover yourself and feel like the old you again in an easier, quicker and make your life more awesomer way. So to join me on this masterclass, head to robinburkin.com slash masterclass. It's free to attend. It'll take you about an hour. And like I said, I feel like it's some strategies that are not only easier than what most people are telling you when they give you a flick of the wrist and say, try a guided meditation, or when they give you things like just relax or just take a holiday. We're going to talk about the things that actually matter, the myths that are keeping you stressed and anxious, and the easier strategies that really do help people cope emotionally with trying to conceive loss and infertility. To learn more, go to robinburkin.com slash masterclass. Okay, let's get back into the episode. So why are you asking yourself, is it time to quit? Are you asking yourself that question because your fertility clinic is like giving you all the signs on the wall that this is going to be a hard slog? Is your fertility clinic saying to you, we really recommend this path and you're just fixed on doing the same thing that you've been doing, okay? Is that what's going on for you? Is it because you've run out of finances? Is it because deep down you know that you're not emotionally coping through this and it's the emotional toll that is quite simply too much? Or are you just physically exhausted and need to rest to be able to recover some of your energy. So asking yourself, why am I having these thoughts and what's going on for me that's causing me to feel like maybe I shouldn't or maybe I can't continue with this journey? And am I being closed in any regard? Um, Is my fertility specialist, for example, saying to me, look, this is an alternative path that we recommend but we're so fixed on how we thought it would happen. And it's totally okay if you are not there emotionally yet with a dip. So let's say, for example, that your fertility clinic is saying to you, we just don't think that because of your age, you're going to be able to get there with your own eggs. Have you considered donor eggs? And you're like, no, I've got to be able to do this with my own eggs. I've got to be able to do this with my own eggs. And then you're like, oh, maybe it's time to quit. Is this not going to happen? And you just can't even conceive of it. Conceive might be a bad word. You can't even bring yourself to considering donor eggs because you're just not emotionally there yet. And that's okay to not be emotionally there yet with anything. Okay. You don't have to really, well, I say you don't have to do anything before you're ready but sometimes fear will always keep you feeling like you're not ready. So if you're not ready, what needs to happen for you to potentially feel ready or to feel really comfortable with the decision that you've made? So your decision might be to not consider donor eggs, but feeling really good about that decision that that's not the right path for you and that your right path is the path whatever that might look like that you're taking. Often that might look like research, 
following some Instagram accounts like Maida Getman, enrolling in Maida Getman's course, the donor, I think it's called the donor download, where she walks through what is involved with that. What are some of the thoughts that I might be having that are normal? So that's a, a, a good example of what is going on for me? Where am I stuck or not open? Like where am I feeling closed? And what might being open look like or just gently exploring other options look like? If the answer is overwhelmingly, if you're listening to this and I'm like, sit down and think about why, and instantly you're like, well, 100%, it's because of the emotional shitstorm of infertility, then my question to you is, what is stopping you from getting some help? And again, gently exploring what help might look like to you, or even just gently exploring what doing something differently, trying a different strategy might look like for you. And then having, I mean, a good place to start is with my masterclass and going from there or saying, okay, well, maybe I will join the reset. Maybe I'll look at, I don't know, a fertility coach and even just gently explore other strategies that might help you feel like you can emotionally cope. For me, when I answered that question, it was 100% like instant. The only thing holding me back from trying to conceive was how I was emotionally coping. Finances, yeah, sure. We spent $50,000 on fertility treatments. I know many people who have spent much more than that. We probably could have afforded, whether that was adding onto our mortgage or whatever it was, more. So it wasn't, it really, like, although the m- amount of money that we were spending was painful, I came across all my receipts just the other day. And it was just bananas. It was like this whole big pile of receipts. At one point, I was doing acupuncture three times a week with supplements, as well as seeing my naturopath with her supplements, as well as doing fertility treatments with obviously all of that in that that entailed, as well as probably doing 12,000 other things. Just a word of caution, because I've been there, make sure every single practitioner or specialist is like aware of what medications the other is recommending because I ended up being prescribed some Chinese herbs that then they were like, oh no, you can't take those. So I wasted like $90. (laughs) It's just my little finance tip on that for the day. Anyway, the only thing, so like my fertility specialist was like, no, nah, I've still got a whole bunch of rabbits I can pull out the hat for you. The only thing, that one thing was my emotional capacity to continue. And that was one of the big aha moments where I said, well, actually, I do need to get some help. Actually, let's do this differently. Actually, if I keep doing the same thing, things are going to get much, much worse for me. It's not going to get better by me continuing to do the exact same thing that I've been doing for two years now. So ask yourself that question. What is the thing that is giving me this thought that I maybe need to quit? The next thing that I would say is to really start to look at 
your expectations of how your life was going to go, your expectations of what or was it expectations, your beliefs around what success looks like, your beliefs about what happiness looks like, and look at why do you feel that you need to continue. If you closed your eyes and thought about continuing treatment, treatment becoming successful, getting pregnant and becoming a mother, how does that make you feel? Expansive joy? Is there a particular part that you feel resistance or anxiety about? Or when you think about any of it any longer, you're just like, no thanks. Like it feels contracting, it feels gross, feels like repelling to you. If it feels repelling to you, that is a sign that it's probably time to hit the brakes, either temporarily or for a bit longer. If you are like, yes, if you picture it and you're like getting pregnant, things working, become a mum, feels really good to you, then maybe that's a sign that, you know, well, what is the block that's giving me these thoughts? Well, maybe I can work on that block and then continue. If you feel like you're repelled at maybe one point, is there some trauma that you need to address? Around that has something, and sometimes we don't even realise it, has something happened in your childhood, in your like teenhood or early adulthood that has caused you to feel anxiety around some element? Or are we just, are you just feeling like you've grown up being told that joy is only available to mothers, fulfillment is only available to mothers, and this is the path that your life should take. And therefore, if your life is not taking that path, that therefore that's any kind of indication as to your worthiness of life as a woman, as a contributor to society, as a female, your joy, like what what expectations do we have? What thoughts, beliefs and stories do we have about our lives that make us feel like maybe we should keep going even though maybe deep down we don't want to? And seeing how we can actively strip those out and pick those beliefs, thoughts, stories apart. And then what I would say is if you're listening to this and all angles are leading to, I can't do this right now, I'm burnt out, I'm exhausted, I don't want to do this, I don't want to think about it anymore, like I'm, I just am over it, then what is stopping you from just stopping and not putting or like taking a pause that doesn't have an off pause deadline on it what is stopping you from saying do you know what i'm we're going to stop trying for now and explore what life might look like out of this moment of trying to conceive we're going to try it on because what i want to let you know is you don't have to say i'm going to quit and then it'd be black and white and you can never try to conceive again. Obviously, you can't say to yourself at 55, 
years old, okay, I'm ready to try with my own eggs now. I changed my mind. But by and large, you could, and I don't care what anyone says, even if you're 38 or 40, right? You can say, I just need to take a little bit of time out to regroup and try that on for size. And maybe that time to regroup looks like trying on what a child-free life looks like. Maybe that looks like working on your own self-confidence and self-worth and your perception of that. Maybe that looks like getting the help that your mind and your body is screaming for you to get. And then coming back to that decision in one, three, six months time and saying, okay, what feels like the next right step now? Do I feel like, wow, actually it's felt really good to have that break. Yep, I'm ready to let this go. Or like I've taken this break and I've, I've, you know, done the work, I've got help and now I feel ready to get back on the wagon again. What does that look like for you? The next thing that I would then say as well, which so in addition to you can change your mind, is what are the, when you talk about like I'm ready to quit, what are the thoughts that come up for you around quitting? Because I know that many of us have grown up feeling like only losers quit when actually the reality, my perception now is that sometimes winners quit. Sometimes winners are the people who look at, actually, I've been there, I've done that, and that really sucked, and I'm not prepared to continue for the suckiness of this, so now I'm ready to make a change. And I've talked about this in past podcast episodes as well. You cannot look at sunk costs to make future decisions. A sunk cost is time and money, emotions, whatever, that you have already invested into something. You cannot look at sunk costs in order to make future decisions because what can happen is you can get more in the hole because of that. You can only make your decisions based on well, what am I prepared to experience, go through, deal with, lose in my future? Like from this moment, what am I prepared to not win at, right, or to not have? And I don't feel like, you know, when we talk about quitting, I actually feel like sometimes what if we looked at it like pivoting or evolving, what the place that you started from, the knowledge that you started from, the experience that you started from is not the same as where you are right now. You know more. You've been through more. You've done more. You've experienced more. You are at a different place to the place that you started at. So you now have different evidence, values, beliefs, uh, expectations, desires for your life than maybe what you had whatever it was, three, five years ago when you started. So we can't look at, we can't make decisions based on where we were back at that time or we can't say, well, I've already spent $10,000 so I'm prepared to lose another $10,000, okay? 
It's not about what you've already spent, the time that you've already invested, and it's not about quitting. It's not about just saying, oh, I'm just going to throw that money down a hole. It is, well, I explored that avenue and now my priorities have changed or now what I want for my life has changed. We can change our minds as human beings. We can pivot. We can evolve. Things are fluid and maybe you are also fluid. So the only person that can answer whether the time has come for you to call it on trying to conceive is actually you. It doesn't have to be a very final decision. All you need to do is take the next right step. And I would argue that the very first thing that you need to do in order to determine what the first next step is, is to explore what is going on for you, why that's going on for you, and what beliefs, values, stories you have about yourself, about women, about motherhood, about what's going on for you and why you're having those thoughts, exploring that first, and then really trying to get quiet and listen into your mind, your body, and your spirit as to what is what is it calling for as the next step? What's the blockage? What needs to happen for me next? Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you journal it out. I would love to know if any of you listen to this episode and then come back and are like, oh, that really helped. I always want to know if it helped for you. But thank you for listening and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to the Fertility Warriors. And if you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can come and find me at Robin Birkin on Instagram. I share content almost every day. I answer lots of your questions and I love hearing from you at Robin Birkin on my Instagram channel. That's all for me today and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.